Hello, I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe, and this is Season 2, Episode 10 of the Beer Broadband Podcast, where we have a problem in every episode. And just to let you know, uh, if the last episode ended really weird, like mid-conversation, it's because our recording equipment cut out again, and I was just done with it. So I was just (laughs) like, nope, we're just moving on to the next episode. Done with that one. So, I mean, really, you know, sorry for not ending it like in a normal way, but... Maybe I'll splice something in. Yeah, we'll splice an outro onto it. Yeah, something like that. But um, what I really want to get, and so hopefully these problems get solved by the time we do our next recording. But there's a a group of people on YouTube I watch that, because of how many people are in it, it's like seven or eight people. There's always like little technical issues. Yeah, and they have their own little technical issue music. (laughs) So they just take a pause and they play the music and they come back instead of having to splice it all together. Dun 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 dun. Maybe I like record myself doing that and. That's that's what we'll have for our technical music. Um, so let's just get right into the beer before our recording equipment craps out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are drinking Fortnite Brewing Coffee Amber Ale. Uh, and this is the last beer for this half of the season. Um, so Ricky's drinking it. I'm reading it. It is 5.5% ABV. It says handcrafted in Cary, North Carolina. That's kind of nice. Uh, an easy drinking beer that takes advantage of specialty UK... Amber malts for its distinctive, toasty taste and aroma. It is caffeine-free, and it says no coffee was harmed during the brewing of this, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But it's a, it's a fairly low ABV. Uh, it doesn't have IBU on it, so that's the way it is. I do like the graphic on it. Like mm-hmm. the, the painting on it kind of reminds me of a mixture of something that I would see that uh, one of the great Western painters mm-hmm. did. Um, and what I mean by Western is... Um, like uh, one of the one of the gentlemen, one of them's still alive, but who do, does a lot of the paintings of the mountainscapes in the, mm-hmm. in Montana, and um, something that Vincent Van Gogh would have done, um, like with his Starry Night or something like that. So, if for no other reason than the than the brewing, you know, you might might want, or the the can uh, stuff, you might want to look at. It. So, what what do you think of this ale, there, Ricky? As I babble on, it's pretty good. I gotta say, it's probably my favorite of the evening. It does have a good coffee and kind of toasty flavor to it. It's it's probably not a beer I would drink every day. It kind of hits one of those specialty beer sort of feelings for me. But it is very nice. And I'm now looking up Fortnite Brewing because I have to figure out if I've been there before. I, I have totally been there before. Uh, that's one of the reasons I picked this beer. Is that the one that has a little side shop? Uh, brewing equipment? No. That okay, that's the other one. one. Yeah, because there's two brewing there's two big brewing houses in Cary. And the other one, whatever it's called, is actually where I got all of my brewing equipment when I started to make meat. Yeah, yeah. That 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 the other one that you're talking about, um, it, I don't remember the name of it right now. But yeah, yeah. it's something like Night Brewing or something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm, I'm not 100 sure. We have we've never reviewed any of their beers. No, we haven't. Um, the Fortnite and. Um, the Raleigh Brewing Company kind of remind me of each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get them mixed up. I, I well, as I bumped the mic, let's not hope they didn't do the recording Did you get thing. Get to hear no, the first it, it, it new kept music. Going. Yep. Oh, nope. Okay, we're oh. still going. Okay. Um, but anyways, I, I agree with you completely on your assessment of this beer. Um, it is nice and toasty. It's got that kind of nutty flavor. Uh, it's got a nice coffee flavor to it. Um, it's got a wonderful smell, man. Uh, uh, out of all the ones that we've drank, this is my favorite one to drink so far. Yeah, it's really I mean, good. Of the, of the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, of the, of the last four episodes, they're all happening on the same day. 
Yeah, just in case there was any confusion, we said this in the first episode. We're recording yeah. through episode 10 all on the same day because of scheduling conflicts and that I have to go on a business trip, and that's just going to keep us from being able to record later. But this is um, this is quite the delicious beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to split the last of it together? Like, or do you just want to drink? No, I think I'm with what I got. Okay, that's fine. There's not much left. Um, yeah, because so, this was a 12-ounce can, yeah. right? So uh, let's talk about uh, a... Kickstarter that I did, everybody knows I love to play d and I don't think that's any secret. And whenever I run into unique dice, mm-hmm. I kind of tend to grab it up, you know. Well, there was this um, thing called Oceanus Brass mm-hmm. that did a dice. It wasn't specifically for role-playing games, but it was basically like a luxury dice thing mm-hmm. for... Um, a nautical theme and it's made out of brass and i'll show them to you later uh when we play but they're i got them like two weeks ago and they are brass six-sided dice it's two of them they give you um and when i got them you know like i, I, I rolled them a couple times and everything like that and i was like oh this is really cool but they are heavy dude they're like yeah. super heavy because they're they're solid metal you could get them with gemstones put in them too oh nice yeah so it's pretty neat it's a little bit of a luxury thing but uh, I, I had to give them some love and a little bit of shout out because I was I was I was expecting something that was a little bit more I don't I don't know I mean it's just a chunk of brass that's got some die got like the dice things in it but I was expecting mm-hmm. something that was a little bit less I don't know luxurious or something like that but just holding them in your hand rolling them and everything mm-hmm. like that it it it's like a it's like something it, it makes you really feel like you're a high roller you know, like at a there craft table or something I'm like the that. DM. Yeah. I roll the metal dice. I roll the metal dice. That's what I do. Yeah. So, um, so uh, the there's this um, thing that's been going around about how like smart TVs are starting to track people's usage and things like that. Which I mean, we've always known that mm-hmm. those apps that are on smart TVs are just like the apps that are on smartphones and things like that. And really, you know, TV manufacturers are trying to kind of move in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm in the um, market for a new television. I have a pre, I have a 2011 version of a smart TV that I don't keep connected to the internet, so basically mm-hmm. I just use it as a panel. It doesn't really have the ability to get out, so you know, kind of lucky with that. Um, but it's a 1080p panel. Um, so, what do you think about using a monitor with the same technology, mm-hmm. but no smart features? It's funny you say that, because that's actually something I've been looking at, too. I'm not so much in the market to replace the TV I currently have. We've been thinking about getting a smaller TV put in our bedroom, and you know how can we, we work with that? And in all honesty, that's something I, I've been looking at pretty heavily. I don't use any of the smart features on the TV I have that has smart features, specifically for that reason. I don't want to just put all this stuff into my TV. It's not something I consider super secure. So, you know, we've got, like, game stations and stuff I trust a little. Like, I trust Sony a little bit more on the PlayStation wow. than I do <laughs> Panasonic in my TV. Just because I feel like I've got a higher level of security over my PlayStation than I do off of, you know, a Panasonic TV I bought six years ago. I guess in the last three years, Sony hasn't had a PlayStation hack. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... Compared to, I mean, like I looked through these smart features, and I, I specifically bought one that didn't have a microphone, or at least no microphone. They're advertising, yeah. So, 
Uh, but I guess I can't complain much because I've got the Alexa show in one room. Though, to be fair, it's in a room that we're never in unless we're cooking. Yeah, but it can so, still hear you. Not from far enough away. <laughs> That's one of the things I do like, though, is the way my current place is set up. Is it's really There's not a lot of voice travel yeah. because of where the walls are and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking about getting just a plain monitor. Because another reason I hate with these smart TVs now is they want to be all in one devices. I get, okay, and I know I'm... I'm probably in the minority here about this. I want forward-facing speakers. I hate that half the TVs I look at nowadays have the speakers in the back. That they want to bounce it off the wall to give you slightly better sound. Because you know what that does? That means whatever's on the other side of that wall is loud AF. <laughs> we had... Oh my gosh. It's, it was painful. I'm not sure I ever gave you this rant before. We lived in the apartment... Because the um, on the back side of the living room wall was the entrance into the bedroom. The TV was louder in the bedroom than it was in the living room. Yeah. So we turned the TV up to like 14 or 15 so we'd hear in the living room. And it sounds like it's 2530 in the bedroom. <laughs> it's not even the room the TV's in. And I got this little kid and we're like, oh, you know. Her bedroom is on the opposite wall of our bedroom. So I definitely can't put a TV with backwards facing... Um, stuff in there, so I'm thinking about getting um, a good sized monitor, no smart features, no no um, speakers. speakers in it at all, yeah. and we'll just listen on headsets. So I have a solution for that. Um, that you you could do one of three things there. Uh, you could get yourself a um, a sound bar with the monitor because mm-hmm. I mean, so let's say you're going to spend a thousand dollars on a TV set, but you can get a monitor for four hundred. Yeah, that's the same size, and you get a monitor and a sound bar for the same amount that you'd spend on the the TV set. Mm-hmm. You and the sound bar generally comes with a subwoofer and a couple other things, it has a remote, all those other things, and yeah. it's going to have that HDMI pass through, so it gets the, mm-hmm. the audio from the HDMI that you're using it for. That is probably what I'm going to do something similar to that in, yeah. in this room if I if I go down the monitor route because I don't really want speakers on my TV set I don't mm-hmm. even use the speakers on my other one yeah. the, when we moved here I didn't have all my audio equipment set up downstairs and going back to built in speakers yeah, in a te- they, they are so bad uh, that I just I, I'll never do it again like the first thing that I will set up I, mm-hmm. I will physically move the stuff myself to have like my audio system mm-hmm. if I ever move to a new house. But uh, when I set up in, in here in my office with the TV set that I'm thinking about doing, I think I'm going to get like a 40 inch monitor mm-hmm. uh, or a 50 inch. It's just hard to find ones that are that big, but I'm going to get it like is, a 40 yeah. or a 50 inch monitor um, if I can find one for a reasonable price. And then. Uh, and and then at that point, it's more about well, I don't want this feature, and so I'm willing to pay more for it at that point. Mm-hmm. Because smart TVs at 40 inch are generally less than. And honestly, like I know it's the exact opposite of what marketing's trying to do by putting all these features in. I will pay more for a TV that doesn't have a feature. I think is crap. Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like, I pay a little bit more, and then I get a uh, and and I'm thinking about getting. Um, some some of the Harman Kardon um, speaker sets that have the um, play uh, the the Google Play audio mm-hmm. stuff built into it, and just a, a Chromecast. I've already got a Chromecast that I'm going to put into it, and so like 
I'll just be able to use that as my as one of my inputs. That's the way I'm going to generally, uh, you know, like consume stuff from it. And then maybe uh, I'll have like a, I'll probably have a couple game systems and a switching system mm-hmm. set up there. And then that's just that I'll just use one input. Yeah, into there you the, go. The thing. So yeah, uh, that leads me into. Something. Have you heard about what Xbox is going to do with this all digital console? Yes, I did. Are you I excited did for hear this? About that. I'm not. Uh, why, why aren't you excited for it? I look. I don't mind going digital on my computer. I've already done it. I don't buy physical copies of games anymore. It all comes through Steam, and there are pros and cons to that method. I will never switch to digital only on a console. They don't have the power PC does to make that a good experience. It's hard to upgrade your hard drives in a way that makes sense. You put it in the cloud, now you're dealing with download times anytime you want to run something. You know, it used to be, I'm not sure because I don't have the newest Xbox, but on previous consoles when I would get installs of it instead of the disc, they didn't seem to run as well as they did if they had the disc. Like the read speeds, the hard drives weren't as good as the read speed off the CD drive. You know, like... It's not a great experience, and I understand you want to move that direction. I understand that's a very positive for them, and that people think differently than me. But man, I've been having some conversations of, hey, do I want to get an Xbox? Because man, the new release Halo collection looks really good, and I loved the first like two Halos, but then never played any of the other ones, and that's like six games right there, and there's a couple other you know exclusives on there I wouldn't mind playing from my childhood. Then they said digital only. I was like, well, I'm definitely not buying that one. <laughs> And if next generation it's all digital, I'm just not even going to bother. So I never even bought an Xbox One. My kid got an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I, I the, for all the people that are like, yeah, the Xbox One's great. Sony clearly won this this round of yeah. of I of mean, consoles. we went from an Xbox household to a PlayStation household yeah. when the one came out. Uh, the the Xbox One for all of its online only kerfuffle and all mm-hmm. the other crap that it did. Just what was not as good as the Sony. And I know that there are people that are like, oh, you know, I, I like it. It's got good exclusives and Halo mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I just, I, Sony won this one. But if Sony even went all digital and, and didn't have backwards compatibility with the discs that I have for all of my other consoles, yeah. I would just I would be like, well, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to buy a new one. Uh, because there's no games that are coming out on on the PlayStation that I care about so much that, you know, that, that I, I mean, I had a PS3 up until about the midway point of the PS4 so far. Mm. And I was just fine with that. And uh, I guess as I get older, I just don't care as much to have the new hotness. Yeah, we didn't buy ours mm. until, yeah, like a year, year and a half into the PlayStation 4 either. Um yeah, I mean, that's true. I know a lot of people, they want to jump on, here's the newest thing, and it's like, eh, but, like, am I going to play it? And the reason that I won't do this is for the, the one thing that you said. The hard drive capacity of something like that is going to be crap. Oh, yeah. And so if we know anything about, like, having all digital books, like, I don't buy my books all digital. Mm. I still buy print copies of books, even though it kills trees and all that other stuff, because when... They decide that the the publisher or whoever decides that they're not going to make that book anymore. I still have a copy of it. Yeah, I can still read it, even if it's not the final version or whatever. But mm-hmm. I still have a version of that yeah. book. Um, it and and 
I've bought books off of Amazon before, and they've just disappeared from my list. Yep. Because the publisher quit selling them, and they mm-hmm. made them restricted or something like that, mm-hmm. and now I can't finish reading that book or whatever. Now, that yep. doesn't happen a lot. I'm totally fine with all digital if it's not DRM, mm-hmm. and if it's not something that thing so uh had audio issues again the music will overlay someday in the future again yeah may, maybe maybe eventually we'll, we'll find something that we put on there so hopefully we'll make it through the last topic on this basically neither one of us like xbox can shove that digital console somewhere yeah. where the sun but i did want to hit on one point because you made me think of something i hadn't thought of before um Especially indie scenes with games that, for reasons, can have to remove them from a market for a while. Does that completely disappear for a customer? Even in like, and in, in just, and I'm just talking about cloud markets in general. Because my wife had published her book and she sold not a whole lot, but several thousand copies. You know, she was like number one in her genre the the day we put the book on sale. So you know, she was fairly successful in that, but when she switched over because one of her editor was making like a little pseudo publishing company it got relisted there when that company closed we had to take the book off did that just remove the copy for the thousand people that had bought it before I don't you know. know I don't know what triggers Amazon to remove copies yeah, from you know, people but it shouldn't it shouldn't but and you never know like that's a that's the scary thing with a digital only is you're right there could be someone that liked that book that now doesn't have it anymore for really no malice on any side. It's just, oh, there's been a technology problem. That thing you paid for, it's gone now. So it, it, is, it is crappy. And it, it, I, I own a copy of the Deadpool game mm-hmm. uh, that was put out a couple years ago. I, I, I liked it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. But I own a copy of it. And I own it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Love playing it, you know. Have have it out there, but when they Alan Wake and it, when they like removed it from Steam, mm-hmm. it didn't get removed from my library. So I'm yeah. glad about that. Yeah, uh, that makes me happy. Yeah, I've had that happen on Steam before too. I'm glad Steam has that policy. But with Amazon, when those books have gotten removed from Amazon, I've had them removed, and I've even had some music removed from like mm-hmm. other things that like I owned. Um, and so, like that has left the kind of taste in my mouth where I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not buying into this all digital thing. You guys yeah. can go screw yourself. If I don't have like a physical copy of something that I really want, like if I, if I want a piece of music or if I want a game, I'll go buy a physical copy of it, mm-hmm. a, a console game. You yeah. can't get physical copies of, of PC games anymore. But if I, if I can get it DRM free, if I can get it on GOG, I'll mm-hmm. totally do that. Good old games. Yep. Yeah, should use that instead of Steam. Totally. I will buy a game three times so that I can have it on GOG. That reminds me, if I, I should see to. what Pillars of Eternity costs on GOG. Because I'm going to buy that here in the next couple of days. Pillars of Eternity or... Nope. Uh, Divinity Original Sin. Yeah. So, I mean, you buy both. I suggest you buy both. I suggest you buy both games. Can you like, buy both? Of... Can you buy both? Of, are they both like co-op? All right. So, I had... so. Digital consoles, screw them. Not going to do it. Not talking about digital consoles anymore. We got to get the outro out this time <laughs> because 
Yeah, whatever. So super professional mic setup. <laughs> Nothing's breaking. Conspiracy series. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this episode of Beer and Broadband. This is going to be a general outro for every time something breaks, <laughs> and you'll know that something has broken on this crappy ass MacBook Pro that we've been using. And I am totally by the next time we get done switching to an open source thing. Apple, I hate you. I hate you with all all of my heart. All of you, just it's so bad. It's so so bad. But I, I, I like how you led this though. This is going to be the generic outro anytime we have any problem. So two years from now, when the open source crashes for the first time, we're going to still release the same outro. We it's it's never going to have a problem like this. This will be the last time. <laughs> So that for the last two episodes, this will be the outro for it. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, look forward to hearing from us somewhere around, uh, Linux Fest in June, July, because we'll probably be going to Southeast Linux Fest then. And, uh, otherwise this is the, uh, whatever episode of beer and broadband, uh, that, that this (laughs) crashed on, uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.